I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of cockroaches. But probably my biggest fear in life, even to this day, is that I'm afraid of being disliked. Now, I know some of you guys like, are meeting me for the first time, hearing me speak for the first time. You're like, that's a little bit too honest, bro. This isn't Twitter, but go with me for just a moment. I think if in a room this size, there has to be a few people that are similar to me, that have fears, not just of heights and the cockroaches, but fear of being disliked, wondering what people think about you in this new environment. I always love saying that high services and small groups are a place of grace. But I also like saying that you should probably feel at some point a little uncomfortable when you're with us. Because we believe in growth. We believe in growing in our knowledge of Jesus. And we believe that Jesus changes us. Right? Like almost all growth in our lives comes from a place of discomfort. That's why I avoid the gym at all costs. Every month I pay. It's a dad bod tax. And then I just don't show up. It's a great system. So I want to step out on a limb just a little bit. If you would be willing to admit in front of people that you somewhat know, and maybe those that you don't know yet, how many of you also struggle from time to time, like me, with the fear of being disliked? I love how we've got a lot of honest people. A few people didn't raise your hand. I'd love to meet your therapist. That's awesome. Your self-esteem is rocking tonight. Super cool. You're in a new place, each of you with new expectations, new challenges, new opportunities ahead. I remember welcome weeks when I was a freshman from years ago. I'm not gonna be that honest tonight. And I remember that I felt like I had it down by Friday afternoon. So I called home so excited, like I had mastered college. Like what was everybody talking about? Being nervous, no way, freshman 15, I got 20 in the first week, overachiever. I remember calling my dad and I was like, hey dad, and he was like, hey mijo, and I was like, so this is awesome, college is great, and he's like, how are your first day of classes? I was like, oh, oh those start Monday, I'm gonna rethink this whole confidence in college thing. How many of you guys feel a little bit overwhelmed this week? Like classes haven't even started, but there's too many free giveaways, too many icebreakers, and too many new faces. Are you guys with me? Can you say amen to that? You can get a little bit rowdy, I understand. Well, maybe you're here tonight because you identify as a Christian and you're looking for a place to grow in your faith. Like you had this event marked on your calendar, like I am going to be a part of Kai Alpha or one of the other wonderful Christian communities here at AU. Maybe you're here because one of our student leaders moved you in and you just feel guilty. Sometimes it's a decent motivator. You're like, they moved me in, I'll at least show up for their mini service for 30 minutes. Maybe you thought we were a fraternity or sorority, you heard the music, and then you're like, why did it stop after one song? This is the weirdest house party in the chapel I've ever been to. <laughs> I'm not gonna take too much of your time, I promise, but what I do wanna say, I think, can be really important. Whatever reason you showed up tonight, or whoever brought you into the room, I want you to hear this, I am very glad that you're here. All of our staff that work full-time investing in the lives of college students, we are glad that you're here. All the small group leaders that strangely all happen to wear the same shirt today, they are also very glad that you're here. See, in the Bible, in the very first half of it, which is called the Old Testament, sometimes called the First Testament, there's this book full of lyrics to ancient songs. This was way before auto-tune and banjo or whatever obscure instrument you listened to when you grew up in Portland, but it's still full of really great artistry. And no, just before anybody asks a sarcastic question, I was not around when this book was written. I know I've been hanging out at Welcome Week events. I've got some pretty mean 
comments, like somebody called me a grandfather, I'm not gonna call out Dylan, but he definitely said that in TDR the other day. But back to the serious stuff, in the book of Psalms, there's this lyric, it's one of my favorite passages in all of scripture, Old and New Testament together. And the psalmist who would play songs kind of in the palace, stirring up people's affections and attentions towards God, he wrote this, he wrote, taste and see that the Lord is good. In God you find refuge and it is good. I love that he speaks to this idea that we all agree with, that some things in life are meant to be studied and talked about, but some things are meant to be experienced. Like love, like music, like modern dance sometimes. Those things usually are better, not when you're reading about them, but when you're immersed in them. See, I know that you understand that because you're here at American University. 70% of you will study abroad over the next three or four years. Many of you have already spent time overseas. 60% of you will have an important internship, somehow taking 19 hours in the same semester, learning five languages, and ending the semester with a selfie of you and Sylvia Pearl. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but on your rise to fame, make sure you remember my name. Unlike you, I did not go to American University. I went to another elite school. I don't want you to be jealous. Georgetown of football, the University of Alabama. I know why you guys are laughing. We're elite at football. I didn't say what we're elite at. All the club majors are like, yeah, I'm brilliant and decisive. I don't like that joke. That's okay. You're at American University because you are a person that looks out into the world and you aren't satisfied. You look out and you say, I want to make a difference out there. You're filled with compassion, you're moved by need, and like me, you recognize that the world is pretty broken right now. The world is pretty messed up, but the truth of it is, and I can speak for myself, is that I'm broken and messed up too. See, over the next few years, you're gonna spend time with some of the brightest minds in your field. Not just people that have been in a classroom all their lives talking about theory, but people that have actually lived it and done it in politics, in film, in media, in NGOs all around the world. You're going to be with people who have not only talked the talk, but who have walked the walk. Your decision to invest lots of money into American University is that you can have a first-class education that's experiential in nature. So my challenge to you as incoming freshmen, as eagles, as wonks, if that's still around, my challenge to you is as you approach many areas of your life, networking, professional development, education and research, as you approach them with intentionality, my challenge is that you would approach questions of belief and faith and religion with just as much intensity. I love what one pastor once said, that the life of Jesus is so unique that at the very least it requires a response. Whether you come in here having grown up in church, maybe you're not even sure what Christianity looks like. My challenge and my hope for you would be as you immerse yourself in different environments to learn things you've never learned before, would you take just a semester of your time in your undergraduate career here at American University to invest learning about the person of Jesus, learning about the claims of Christianity? And I wanna be honest, that's our heart for everybody on campus. But whatever decision you make when you come face to face with Jesus, you can still be a part of who we are at Chi Alpha. We believe questions are important, that doubts are a part of life. But I do want to encourage and implore you 
to make sure that as you spend so much effort and resource to learn about your field of study, would you also take time to learn about who Jesus is and not to do it alone, but do it around other people who are broken, who are imperfect, but who are trying to be Jesus people or kingdom people. Maybe that's in Chi Alpha. I hope it is. I'm a little bit biased. Or maybe it's in another Christian community here at AU. The simplicity of the good news is what keeps me speaking to college students year in and year out. It's this idea that I know that something is wrong with the world out there. I know that something is wrong with the world in here, and I can't do anything about it. That I'm in need of a savior, I'm in need of peace, that I struggle with anxiety, that I've had bouts with depression, and the only thing that keeps me anchored is the good news of Jesus. In John 3.17, it says it so simply. It says that for God came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. I love how Eugene Peterson talks about it. He says, God moved into the neighborhood in human skin as Jesus. The good news of the gospel is just that. It's good. It's this idea that this brokenness that we see around us in systems of inequality, in injustice, that it's all rooted in, in humanity's selfishness. But Jesus can free us from that. Jesus has changed my life, and what's even more incredible is he's still changing it. It's not just a momentary decision, but it's a continual lifestyle and a relationship with him. As you explore the person of Jesus and read the scriptures with us this semester, which I hope you do, I think you'll be surprised at who Jesus really is. Not who his followers say they are, say he is, not who churches that you may have experienced say he is. Not what politics says about Jesus, but who Jesus really is. Why don't you stand with me as we pray?